Welcome to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Over the next hour, you're going to learn how Feng Shui can help you lead a more balanced and peaceful life. Now, here is Catherine. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. And I'm streaming live from Rochester, New York, um, home of Eastman Kodak. Um, you may know the actors Robert Forrester and Philip Seymour Hoffman. This was their hometown. Uh, we have arts and culture and feng shui. And um, so I'm Catherine Dean. I'm a certified BTB feng shui practitioner, and I have been since 2016. And I'm really delighted that you are here. I am very excited to help you understand some of the many facets of feng shui, some of which you'll be familiar with and other aspects will probably be new and enlightening to you. So let me tell you a little about myself. I was born and raised right here in Rochester, a city built on Lake Ontario in the Genesee River. And for all you football fans out there, Rochester is only 65 miles east of Buffalo, home of the great Buffalo Bills. And I do not hesitate to tell you that I and my family are big fans. I love that this podcast is coming during football season, one of the most beautiful times of the year. So what brought me to the world of feng shui? Um, my husband and I were on a business trip for his restaurant business uh, quite a few years ago. While we were there, I found a book um, that inspired me to go out and learn more about my areas of interest. And it was then that I decided to take my interest in feng shui, learn more, achieve my certification, and then bring its benefits to my clients. There was and always is a lot to learn about feng shui, and I love sharing the knowledge. It is beneficial to people's lives, and I've met some incredible teachers one of whom you're going to meet today, mentors, authors, and friends along the way, some of whom you'll be meeting not only today, like I just said, but over the coming weeks. So during the pandemic, we had some very difficult times and life really got very uh, demanding and different for all of us. And so I feel like we're recovering from that now. And there are many different forms of very uh, many different ways that people reach out to normalize after what we've been through. And I feel feng shui is a very big component of how we can go about doing that. And so over the next weeks, we'll be covering a lot of feng shui principles and benefits and uh, just fun conversation, all things feng shui. And so today, we're going to introduce you to my friend and mentor, Carol Hyder. Carol is an internationally recognized consultant, speaker. She was my teacher and the teacher to many others, author and trainer in the field of feng shui. Her integrated uh, spaces strategy combines ancient practices with modern research to create superior environments in both residential and commercial settings. Carol holds her MA in East Asian Studies from the University of Minnesota, has been a feng shui consultant since 1992. That's very impressive. Mm. And <laughs> has, having studied with His Holiness Grandmaster Thomas Lin Yun, her Holiness Crystal Chu Rinpoche and Roger Green, all master teachers in their respective philosophies of feng shui. 
Carol's innovative work has been incorporated in hundreds of residential and commercial environments, including the healthcare industry. And Carol is an international speaker on various facets of feng shui and has appeared regularly on television programs in the Twin Cities area. She's the author of countless publications, three books, Wind and Water, Your Personal Feng Shui Journey, Living Feng Shui, Personal Stories, and Conversations with Your Home, and we're going to be touching on some of those today. Her recent collaboration with Grammy-winning producer and musician Jeff Bova has produced two CDs, Harmonize Your Home and The Bridge Home, both created with the express intention of incorporating positive feng shui principles in a space. In 1998, Carol founded the Wind and Water School of Feng Shui, and the school has graduated over 600 students and boasts an active feng shui community. So, Carol, welcome to my very first episode, and I couldn't be more thrilled to have you here. Oh, it's such an honor. Thank you, Carol. Thank I always, you, so you know, I hear that, and it's like, if I die, will you come and read that as my eulogy? <laughs> I'd be, don't say that, but yes, of course, I would do anything you ask me, Carol. <laughs> oh, my goodness. How can anyone say no to you? Oh, well, they do. Well, yes, indeed. It's an, it's an honor to be here. I'm, I'm just thrilled. Your first venture into podcasting, and I get to be number one. I love that. Well, thank thank you so much. You've been very supportive. You've been a great teacher to me. And because of your wisdom and knowledge and your willingness to share that, um, feng shui can get out to a lot of people and benefit a lot of people. And that's why we're here. So, um, you know, we'll have a little talk and help people to realize it's not so scary and not so weird. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, and I know why I got into feng shui and, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. So what, you know, how did you find feng shui or did feng shui find you? Well, it found me. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It found me. Um, I had another business and uh, I was at a conference for that business and um, somebody was speaking you know, so I, at conferences, sometimes they bring in a, you know, a wild card and somebody who's completely different. And they had a woman speaking on Feng Shui. And oh. I don't know what the, I'm going. I'm going to that. Right. And it was riveting. It was riveting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I ran up there and said, where are the books? Where do I learn this? And there were no books. Yeah. This is 1992. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, uh, and there is, but there is somebody teaching it in Berkeley. Of course, I'm from Minnesota. Right. So I went, well, what the heck? Um, And right about that. So I did some things. Um, I went home just even after that little bit. And I did some things. I was single, had a condo that I loved. And um, shortly after that, I had an offer to buy my business. Which, oh my gosh. Yeah, it wasn't out of the blue. Out, kind of out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, God, I think I'll do that. And then, you know what? I'll just go to Berkeley a few times, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's really how it started. So, oh you know, gosh. one door closed, one door opened. And I still wasn't sure what was going to happen because it was a kind of an outlying uh, thing to think about. I mean, everybody would go, what are you doing? Well, what? especially since it's 
feng shui. Yeah. I mean, they, right? I mean, that's right. I did learn how to say it. <laughs> so, and so I just thought, well, this is just a personal thing till I kind of find my next thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I took on that first business with an all encompassing effort and energy. So I was looking for the next thing. And so I would fly out there and, and Professor Lin, who is just such a marvelous teacher, he was rather, first of all, he spoke no English. So oh, wow. everything was translated. Yeah. And, and so you get used to that. And he was, he was very kind and funny. And you could see that people who had been around him adored him. And, and he also realized that coming, he was from Taiwan that a lot of the beliefs and the um, actions taken there based on feng shui would not fly here. I mean, it felt yes. superstitious. Yep. So he he would modified and he talked through, you know, like, here's what we would do, but here's what you can do. You know, the chi is different here. I mean, yeah. the land is different. We're different. And so to just transplant it, you know, carte blanche from from China and Taiwan wasn't going to work. So he was so open that way and he encouraged everybody. And and because there were also happening around here around that time, um, teachers were saying these are secrets and you shouldn't divulge them and they have to be held. And and he's like, just get it out there. Yeah. Just don't be afraid. So um, that's how it started. And, you know, I came home and, you know, one thing led to another, Catherine, you know, yeah. like, oh, a community ed called, do you want to teach? And it's like, well, I guess, I guess I could teach about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were in a place also where, I mean, I'm amazed back in 1992, um, you know, we just, the the conscious awareness wasn't really there about Feng yeah. Shui. Right. And then, you know, how amazing that Professor Lin had come over and saw how we live. And when you say chi, I just want to clarify for those who don't understand it yet, it's um that's the energy of a space. Yep. yep. Yeah. And that he could read how different American chi is than Asian chi, or probably yeah. he's pr- and- I I never knew him. I I'm so proud that I've learned from people who learned from him. I feel like that connection, you know. Um, But what an amazing insight that he had to, you know, live amongst Americans and see how the high rises and the modern conveniences and all of that and how we have incorporated that into our world. And, you know, how is feng shui going to work into that? Because the feng shui is always there. And yeah. so how do we channel it? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So you had um, personal knowledge of yeah. uh, Professor Lin Yang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, my business sold. I met my husband. Um, oh, wow. Oh, happened. my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And so it was in a very short period of time. And so I had to step back and go, this is almost frightening. Yeah. <laughs> Although it was great. You yeah. Know, like, you know, I, the power of it. And, and I had, the, the, here's the thing that's interesting is I was single and happy. Thank you. And yet <laughs> I met this great guy yeah. and we're still married going on 30 years. And mm-hmm. I, um, I think about how left to my own devices, you know, I'd probably be still sitting in my condo and, yeah. you know, but 
you know, the best things happen, even though at the time I'm like, I'm, I had to sell a sports car. This was the biggest pain for me because he's a very tall guy. Oh, he wouldn't fit in your car. He wouldn't fit in my car. Carol, that's funny. (laughs) And I like, do I, do I like this guy enough? Yeah. He better be special. He better be special. So Mm -hmm. I bring that up from time to time. How I sold my car because of him. Um, But, you know, things just sort of unfolded in such a, an amazing way that at, at some point, a couple of years after that first class, I looked back and went, I, my whole life is completely different. It's completely yeah. different and so much improved and, and so much, um, there was just, you know, I love teaching about it. I love thinking about it. Um, well, you like writing about it. We, and we're I gonna, like writing about yep, it. We're yep. We're going to get into that a little later. Yeah. 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 So um, I saw it just take off. It was, you know, I was kind of ahead of the pack and I saw this amazing opportunity. And I probably about three or four years in when I decided to write my first book, I jumped in with both feet. Well, it's, you know, that the whole thing about feng shui too is uh, receiving messages, you know, like you didn't, something about that feng shui and the way it even landed in your mind, you calling it feng shui, you know, which everybody, when I, when I, when I write it for somebody that they try, but they don't get it right. And, you know, um, that's, you were open to that. You were curious, but I mean, why were you curious about that, you know, and how your life Meandered Berkeley sports uh, car condo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's this guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh. it, it is pretty. It's almost magical. That's not a really good word for it, but um, it it did feel like I was. Like a, I, I was on a different. Tra- I was on a track. Yeah. Somehow like I got on it, and I I was just going to ride that through. And yeah. And I have just seen it in uh, my life and I've seen it in clients' lives, you know, where things just happen. And it, and it often isn't, um, it's often very, sometimes it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, like they'll go, oh, you know what? Since I did function, you know what did happen? You know, we don't always get hit in the head. That's right. That's yeah, right. It, the subtleties of life. And then you yeah. then you look back and you say to yourself, well, you know, that didn't happen until I made this adjustment. That's and I didn't exactly. even, right. And I didn't even know that that adjustment needed to take place or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't been curious about that talk that came to town, I may never have met my husband. Who knows, you yeah. know? But um, when when you study it, or even if you don't study it, if you have somebody who's your consultant and they they help you and they guide you, you know, when you look back at that big picture, it's it's amazing how things can line up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's that's pretty that's pretty great. Yeah. Um. So you were talking a little bit about. Professor Lin Yun. And before we start talking about your book, um, was there, do you have a quick anecdote about him? Um, anything insightful for those who, uh, because he was so instrumental in bringing feng shui to America, you know, like um, Maharishi or Maharishi for with yes. the um, meditation, you know, yeah. Professor yeah. Lin Yun did this. Um, I found it interesting that we didn't speak the same language. 
And yet I was so connected to him. And, oh, and many boy. of us felt that way. Yeah. And uh, he would, you know, if I met with him, I, there was always a translator. And um, and he was he was just such a kind person and very funny. He was quick-witted and very funny. And I think that um, I regretted that I couldn't speak to him one-on-one. -on -one. Um, because was, you mean because of the translation, the language, the right. language. Mm -hmm. and one, it wasn't the biggest compelling move for me, but it did factor in is I went and got a master's in East Asian studies and I had to learn Mandarin. And the oh my gosh, I spoke to him in Mandarin. He looked at me like, you know, like, oh, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. And it was not a lot because it's a hard language, but I did speak to him and he spoke back and it was like there was a heart connection well i i think that's wonderful that um you were able to connect with him before he passed on and that you got all of that wisdom and that knowledge and what you've done with it you know um you've got students all across the country and you know i i'm proud to say i'm one of them um we're going to be taking a break pretty soon and then we come when we come back, uh, we can talk a little more about that. There's a lot more that we want to talk about. And um, so, but I'm very curious. I'm never I, run out of things. No, and I've been so curious about Professor Lin Yun because I, I, a lot of my colleagues, um, you know, the first tier who were his students, I just think that um, I kind of wish I was one of them, but I feel very fortunate that I've been able to learn from those who learned from him. So that, yeah. that I think is pretty good. Sure, yeah. Um, so we'll be talking about, um, a couple of your books and we'll be talking a little more about all things feng shui and, um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. So recapping, you had quite the journey to get to feng shui. Feng shui did kind of find you. And I, yeah. I just feel like, um, you know, it's kind of like a destiny thing, which a lot of stuff in feng shui feels that way. Destiny. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The Feng Shui Way to Peace, Balance, and Abundance with Catherine Dean is about bringing the benefits of Feng Shui to the forefront, allowing everyone with an interest to learn and understand how its principles can work in one's day-to-day -day life. We'll demystify Feng Shui, show its many applications, and allow the listener to understand how and why it is so useful. The goal is to educate, entertain, and spread the word about using Feng Shui Way to bring about peace, balance, and abundance to one's life. The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean, Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Um, So, Carol, you have a wonderful book that I've enjoyed immensely called Conversations with Your Home. And it's, it's lovely. It says guidance and inspiration beyond feng shui, um, because the world does not revolve around feng shui. You know, we bring it into our lives, and, and that's that's where we want it to be. You know, um, we want it to be a useful tool. So um, let's talk about conversations with your home. How did it come about? Um, my uh, my house asked that I write this. Okay. So after the whole sell the car, marry the guy, we right. bought a house. And it was a house that spoke to me. I yeah. bought it from a friend. I knew a lot about it. I wanted that house. So we moved in and it needed a lot of work. And I got into the habit of journaling to this house. And uh, like from time to time, um, after a while, it ended up being mostly on New Year's morning. I would journal to the house. The house needed so much work. It needed, you know, the new roof, a new driveway, the siding, the furnace. And it was like every year we sort of planned and budgeted to do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. And so every year I would sit down and I would, would write to my house. And um, and I, I, I just was sort of doing it for myself. I, I like to write and, mm-hmm. you know, I have these little letters and, and so at every year as I did it, it just felt like the house was really hearing this because things would happen like, oh, the driveway and the, these guys would come and they do a little extra or they'd say, oh, you know, we just think this is, can we use this in our brochure? You know, like some little thing that made me go, oh, I'm so glad we did this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so it became, Almost like an interaction. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's the word for it. And so, um, one year, I got a burn my bonnet that I wanted to put a solarium on the back of the house because we had a garden okay. and um, it would be perfect. And so we started getting bids and it was like, it's just a solarium. We're not asking you to build me a house. And so it was the cost and the, the you know, the, the, the amount of time and all of that. And we sort of like, oh, I was so disappointed so I'm writing to the house that the solarium isn't going to happen. And honestly, I, I, I swear, I got up from writing and I, and I just knew the house was saying, yeah, I don't want that. I want a deck. Just put a deck. Just put a door and a deck. How's wow. that? 
And so I said to my husband, you know, what about a deck? And like, we had not even considered yeah. that. Just, I was solarium on the brain. That's yeah. And a deck, well, wait a minute. And it was, it would have been great. We put in a sliding door, we went out to the deck. It was, he built it. It was a two story. It was, you know, he could go down a few steps. There's another layer of the deck. It was gorgeous. And I thought, wow, now I didn't come up with that. No, you know, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, that's really interesting because, you know, you were on a track, a solarium track. Yeah. And you had your mind set on that. But you were open to, you know, a, a communication, a message, yeah. you know, a yeah. vibe, energy, yeah. whatever you want to call it. And it served you and it served your husband and it served the house. How it's It's a feature. It's a major feature of the house. You know, wow. like I would have missed, you know, that we'd have had a house with a solarium. <laughs> and if you want right. to go out, you'd had to go, you know, off to the side door. So now this was huge. And we built, and he even built the garden more around it. I mean, it was like just a great asset. Yeah. So I, I ended up then really um, finessing this. And um, I got a name for my house. Um, I, 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 just went with it and it was it's not a gender name it's it's joe in fact it's chinese but it's um and i went well i this is kind of a sweet name and i practiced using it you know like yeah. you know and part of me is still like this is really weird <laughs> well you know you bring up a good point because first of all i don't find that weird okay yeah. i i can tell you that i i'm an intuitive person and mm -hmm. I, you know we get messages we get messages driving in the car you know um yeah. Yeah. playing with the kids whatever the case may be all of a sudden an idea pops into your head yeah. and it, it can it's inspired and so i don't think it's weird but i know what you're saying yeah um but you're it sounds like you're telling me that in a way your house guided you towards you know the repairs you would make the time you would do it it, it. it certainly did and and writing this book and okay this book now you see i also had knew about dr emoto and all his work with water okay. I, I knew about lynn mctaggart who had done uh, scientific studies on plants you know like if you talk to the plant it, yes, right. We next to it, the plant isn't talked to. They they're completely different. Um, I, there's studies about trees and how they communicate with one another. So part of you know, in my logical moments, I go, well, why wouldn't a space hold some kind of content? Why would we ignore that? Right. Exactly. You know, we, like we put a lot of energy into it. We live there. We have pets. You know, we have parties. Why wouldn't why wouldn't there be some essence to it? But what really put me over the over the cross the line into um, you know buying into this is I started um, I had a couple of instances and I do write about them in in, in my book Conversations with Your Home uh, where I'm sitting with a client that I know she was kind of a friend she more yeah she was sort of a friend I didn't know her well but she had just bought a house and I'm sitting there and I'm she's just so excited about this house and I almost tear up because I feel so bad and she and I said okay um something's happening here I don't I don't know what it is I said are you okay here she goes yeah I love it here I said I feel 
uh, just an ache. I, I'm just feeling an ache. I'm like yeah. lonely. I'm just pining. And she said, well, you know, the house was empty for about four years. Oh. I said, oh, my God. And that's what you were feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, oh. so she was able then to move forward and and acknowledge it. Right. And and really, you know, put some effort into assuring the space she was going to stay there, assuring the space she was, you know, what her plans were and her furniture and yada, yada. And I thought, wow, you know, part of me was, well, that was good information for her, but should I be putting some boundaries around me? I mean, you know, like, uh, I also didn't want to just be walking around and all these, you know, this energy was coming at me. So I, <laughs> I do kind it's of, a hazard. It's a job hazard. <laughs> <laughs> so I do monitor, but uh, I just had a client the other day and that house wants her to move. And interesting. She, she's kind of going, well, I don't know if I should move. And I, I didn't want to go, yes, <laughs> yes, right, know. right. I want her to come to her own conclusion. But I sort of, you know, talked her through what if, what if you moved? What would that mean? How would that work? What would you do? And um, I, I don't know if she's going to do that, but I could see that that house was setting her up to just propel her to something better. So that's a good point, because it's not like the house was trying to get rid of her. It right. was propelling right. her for something better. better. And you know, so you're, you, it appears you have a capacity to read the energy of at least homes, if not structures, uh, you know, um, maybe mm-hmm. apartment buildings or business mm-hmm. office buildings, whatever. So with conversations with your home, um, you, you're able, I mean, there's that intuitive energy reception, but um, do you bring the feng shui into it as well? Well, sure, I do. Um one of the th- yes, and I overlay it with the fact that think about it as you're working with um, some really um, uh, active and interact interactive energy. Yeah, and and one really easy way, and I do this with you know when I'm doing a talk on conversations with the home is sit down and write a thank you to your house. Yeah, and just feel that. You know, like, what do you like about them? I mean, especially if somebody doesn't like their house. Yes. I right. think just find, what is it? Because the, the house is at odds here. If you go, oh, I yeah. hate this place and, you know, it leaks, it's a money pit. It's, you know, I hear all the words and it's like, okay, you need to write a thank you. Mm-hmm. Because homes really just, they're just there for you. They yeah. want to protect keep you safe, yep. remind you of who you are. And this is where feng shui is such an, an integral part of that. It's like if you just set your house with any old you know, house with any old thing, there just isn't that connection. Yeah. But if you if you have a, a whole um oh the the color palette and the arrangement and all of that good feng shui, that really opens it up even more so. So that someone says, oh, especially if you've been gone a while, you come home and you go, oh, I, I get it. I know, I know who I am and what's important that, for me. Right. That sense of a connection, belonging, yeah. yes. comfort. Yes. You know, one of the things I was referring to in the opening was, you know, how we've really suffered through COVID, how this entire nation, this entire world has 
really suffered and home is, is, you know, that's where everything happens, where you rejuvenate, where you find your comfort, where you get your great ideas and, you know, saying thank you to your home, having a conversation with your home. I mean, I don't know how many of us stop to think about that and, and, uh, you know, tap into the importance of that and then getting, receiving the benefits from it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The The pandemic was an interesting exercise for many people about their homes. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. I, I did a, uh, just as a side story, I, I had, I was in a group of kind of a networking group and a guy there actually broke down and said, I'm home. I hate it. My yeah. kids, I, I have nowhere to be. And he was actually working on a landing in on a stairway. There was nowhere for him to be. He was on a landing. Oh. Set up a little thing. And that was the only place for him to be. And he said, this is just, you know, the kids and, you know, my wife is working in and out and then the phone's ringing. And he said, I'm just exhausted. And Mm -hmm. I, I, he said, I just, I don't, you know, his company wouldn't pay for him to go through. Anyway, so I had him create, to thank that landing and and he had stuff in there that was like sports related and you know stuff hanging on the walls and i said how about if you put something in there that you really like to look at cuz he was a i think he was a fisherman or he was a hunter or something he did some sports thing it's not basketball and you know that that jarring thing but he put up a poster of something i he told me and i i don't recall it then but it was meaningful Right. And he got a better chair. He was sitting on a stool. You know, he got a better chair. I said, mm-hmm. the, the landing isn't happy about this either. I was going to ask you, how much of your influence was the house reinforcing? Or, yeah. Yeah. you know, did the house lead him to you? Uh, no. Uh, well, that could have been. Because they yeah. were sitting next to each other. And mm-hmm. to see a grown man, you know, tear up and say, this is just not working. Right. So, I, so he said he did that. And I just saw him at an art opening. And he said, well, I'm back to work. But he said, I got to tell you, I got so I loved my little corner at home. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that something? From such misery to... Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He said, yes, you know, people were running up and down the stairs, but he said, for the most part, I could just get into the corner and just get work done. He said it was a very productive time. He was happy to be back at work. Mm -hmm. And, and it was like the house, he and his house sort of had this conversation and decided they needed to work it out. And it worked out probably not a a long term. It wouldn't be so great, but for short term, it did. Well, you know, that it's pretty amazing because he had an impossible situation. Yeah. He had no place to be and yeah. yet uh he found a place to legitimately belong. So Yeah. I mean, who it sounds like he may have uh tapped into that collaboration business, you know, of yeah. like, okay, home, what are you trying to tell <laughs> me? Where where should I look? How can we yeah. make this work out? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, I yeah. agree. I agree. And it was good to hear him. You know, I sometimes I will follow up with a client. A lot of time, most of the time, I find that unless I've said, I will call you in a few weeks or I'll call you in a month or, you know, just plan a follow up. 
a lot of times people are caught off guard and they'll go, oh, well, you know, I didn't get it all done and I'm really sorry. And it's like, well, that's not the point of this call. <laughs> right. I don't want to make you feel bad. Yes, right. So I didn't follow up with him. And the networking group kind of came and went. And I, I left that group shortly after that. So I just ran into him. And he said, I have to tell you what happened. He said, that is isn't that interesting? Well, not only is it interesting, but it's so validating for the work that you do and, you mm-hmm. know, how seriously you take it. I mean, when I say you take it seriously, you give it legitimacy. I don't mean to say, okay, you know, you must converse with your home. I don't mean it in that way. I mean it like this is, you know, this is how we get into our comfort zones, working with our surroundings, understanding that the space is, you know, vibrant and and alive and alive and waiting for some some interaction yeah absolutely yeah so um maybe when maybe when we come back because we're going to be taking a break shortly uh we can get into maybe a couple of other examples from conversations with your home you have another i have beautiful book living feng shui different stories there um I'd like to hear, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would like to hear more about all of that. And you do some journaling too, I understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yes. So when we come back from our break, uh, we'll pick it up there. Okay. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Did you know that the quality of our daily lives is directly influenced by the design of our built environment? Our homes, our work, the way we move and where we play are all shaped by the design of our cities. This thought-provoking new show from architect, urban designer, and educator, Carrie Pennebod, examines the complex forces that shape the making of our physical world. Lively conversations with leading experts in a variety of fields engage some of the greatest challenges facing our cities today, including climate change, affordable housing, embedded technologies, infrastructure design, architecture and the arts, urban policy, social mobility, and much, much more. Tune in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, so that together we can design a better world. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to the Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. 
Have a question for Catherine or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5787. That's 866-472-5787. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. So, Carol, I understand that your journaling kind of morphed into writing books. <laughs> <laughs> and I have this beautiful little book here called Living Feng Shui, but there was a, a precursor to that? Yeah, or? there was. <clears throat> uh, so, you know, when there wasn't any books out in 1992, um, not that this, my first book was the first book, but it was in one of the, it was kind of leading, the, one of those leading the path was called Wind and Water. And it's a book that is kind of a page, day by day, page by page um, uh, um, directive, you know, like mm-hmm. if you say, oh, I wish I had more energy. You can look up in one area, uh, you know, the table of contents, energy or wisdom oh. or, or money. And then, or if you say, oh, my kitchen, then you can go to the back of the book and it has like kitchen and living room and front door. So you can access material and you just read the page. Oh, and okay. it, it, yeah, it's a, it's an easy primer. And I, I, my point was to get feng shui to be practical. Yes. So that it didn't, it, we kind of lost the idea of uh, it's weird and odd. And, right you know, superstitious, but because so much of it is very, you know, fix something if it's broken or get something out of there if you don't like it, you know, like that's, those are practical things. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and and it's all, and it's all feng shui. And so, um, uh, and, and right on the heels of that, I wrote a second book called um, Living Feng Shui, which is a little red book. And they were uh, often sold as a pair and Living Feng Shui are stories. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Living feng shui. And um, they show clients. I sort of changed the names or the gender or something just to protect them. And um, and they you know, I wrote why they called me. What was what did I see when I got there? What did we talk about? What did I suggest? And then what did they do? Sometimes, believe it or not, people don't do what I tell them. And what happened to them? And so yeah. you know, some of the stories are short and just boom, boom. Some are very interesting and very touching. And so that was my second book. And then there was a long spell there when I uh, started really journaling in a big way to my own house and mm-hmm. then started having these experiences in other people's homes. And I, and I thought I should write a book about this and I'm going to call it Conversations with Your Home. And then I went, wait a minute. I have spent a lot of effort to try to get feng shui to be normal. <laughs> yes. Now yes. I'm saying, hey, talk to your house, name your house, you know, write to your yeah. house. Right. <laughs> I, twice I, I canned the project. Interesting. And it is. And I had a book buddy. She was writing a book about, she was writing a fiction book, but she was a writer and she was my book buddy. And twice she talked me off the ledge and she said, Carol, you've got You've got to continue to write this because it's unique, it's unusual, and it really takes the relationship with your home to another level. Yeah. I also, uh, in the back of conversations with your home, there's a whole section on the archetype of your home. And you can mm-hmm. determine that. You can determine the gender. You can determine the archetype. It can help you um, <clears throat> maybe figure out how to correspond with the house. If you've got mm-hmm. a fiery house or if you've got a very sweet, tender house, you don't want to like set a bonfire on in the backyard. But 
you know, it, it gives you, um, again, it's kind of like the water thing with Dr. Emoto or the plants, you know, like you, you sort of draw, put your attention toward it and it reacts to you. And yes. yeah. And so I, I did put it out and I do have to tell you a story about this. I okay. think we have time. Yep, so we I have wrote time. this book and I still had, you know, the book got published and I still had like, oh my God, you know, am I just, are people going to go, she went weird on us. Oh my God. This is, I thought she was a feng shui person and now she's talking about, so I'm at a book signing. I decided to do, I was asked to do a book signing on conversations with their home. And this guy shows up and he's picks up the book and he goes, so you're saying you, we should talk to our homes. And I'm like, Oh God. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I went, well, um, there is a way to do that. And he stood there and I went, see, this is, this is what I just didn't want. Right. Right. And so he, but he stood there and he finally said, and he just looked at me and he said, you know, when I was a little boy, I named, was it the attic? I named the attic. I had an attic that I would, I think it was, it was a room. He said, and every time I'd go in there, I'd say hello to mm -hmm. the attic. And he said, it was the best place in the house for me. I loved going in there. See, not so far-fetched after all. After all. After exactly. all. What do you know? Yeah. 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 And so I said, you know what, this book is for you. Um, and and so it what it did for me was to lay any fear or any concerns. I wasn't afraid, but any concerns about this just I just flipped out. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. when you're on the right track and you get the affirmation that you're on the right track yeah. about yeah. something. Um, because I I can appreciate what you're saying. It sounds like it could easily be misinterpreted by maybe somebody who's not the most kind hearted, you know, to right. say, right. oh, yeah, I'm supposed to talk to my home, like, okay, yeah. sure. But that's not what you're saying. You're saying there's an interaction, a, a movement of energy, a, a, you know, a connection. And I'm saying we need to do everything we can to make our homes the place where no matter what's going on out there, we come home and it's like, we're happy to be here. Yeah. And even if you're having a bad day, it's like, it's okay. You're looking around and you're seeing your four walls and it's responsive. And that's what that's what we're looking for. It's that connection and that responsive and that nurturing that the home can give us. And we know it because we feel it. And if you think you don't feel it, then you then how do you explain when you walk in your house and you say, Ugh, I hate it, you know, like if you're feeling that you certainly can feel the other side of it. Well said. That's well said. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 what we're we're going for. So is it feng shui per se? <clears throat> no, but it's built on it. Right. And then I was going to ask you about that. Let's let's um, if you could be a little more specific about the um, how would how feng shui is like the foundation of conversations with your home. OK, so um, so this house that my husband and I moved into with that drew me there and I loved it. I loved everything about that house. I just uh, everything about it. And people felt it. You know, they come in and oh, go, yeah. oh, gosh, you know, this just feels so good. We moved about nine months ago. And that was um, a very difficult time for me. I wrote yeah. several letters of goodbye. 
And I also realized the house was like, yeah, time, time to go, time to yeah, go. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? You don't want me here. I just did all this work and you don't want me here. And, and the house just, it, um, I really, especially when I found, when I saw who was buying it, the house needed to move on in a different yeah. way. And yeah. I wasn't prepared to do that. I thought we had done what we could and we did. And so now I'm in a new place and I'm trying the conversation with this new place. And it's, you know, like when you have a new friend, you don't yeah. just let's just do everything together right there's this sort of um oh getting to know each other yes and that's what's happening here and i'm finding it quite delightful sometimes a little frustrating it's like Mm -hmm. okay so where's the christmas tree gonna go here you know and they're like you know let's just finesse this a bit you know let's just this is a different place and it is really starting to come to life for me, I thought that house might be a one of a kind. It was so special. It spoke mm-hmm. to my heart. But this is going to be the same thing. But well, I have to give it some time. Yeah, you, right. And why should okay? No, the the place that you're in now, you know what you're doing. You you're a feng shui professional. You know exactly how to make conversations with your home, mm-hmm. but that's a good point about um, you know it's kind of a dance. We don't know each other very well. It's like it, this is taking time, but it sounds like you know when you say your house got frustrated, it sounds like it sounds like your house might be young and it's like, you're not getting me, you know, like, (laughs) you know, but it takes that effort to listen and to uh, step back and take in that energy, which can be exciting. And then with the other home that you left, I mean, you were stewards of that home for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's somebody there who maybe that I, I can't, I I can't know what the house was trying to emit, but a new set of people were coming in, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the house was ready and those people were ready and you Everybody prepared, was you know, you right, and you prepared mm-hmm. it for yeah. the next stewards of that home. The connection for when we talk about the home is feng shui. Because when I moved in here, of course. I mean, I didn't set anything down or hang anything until I examined the feng shui of it. Is this the appropriate place? Is this the place I should do it? What's in the center? What's in... And I wanted this space to understand that I wasn't just moving my stuff in. I was really being very um, mindful about where do things go. Okay, yeah. And and that was that to me is the link, is that it's an opening, if you will. Yeah says someone cares and is very uh, thoughtful and let's work together. Let's work together. That's what it's supposed to be about. If you ask me, you know, your home is just not four walls and a roof. It's no, that, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. You know, it's kind of a similar note, but I, I found a study that was done by a car manufacturer several years ago and the car manufacturer said if people name their cars 
they last longer and they work better. Yeah. What's that about? You know, what's that about? And I Mm -hmm. went, well, I know what that's about. I mean, there is that connection. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you name something, you name your pet or you name your car, you probably spend a little more time listening to the sounds or cleaning it or doing all these things. And of course it's going to last. It's, it's yeah, it's going to last because you're going to, you're going to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you came in, um, you, you placed the Bagua down on your floor plan and yes, you, yeah. Did you yeah. choose your office based on that? And, I absolutely yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I sure did. I sit in the wealth area and, um, I, I also, um, the, this space, this is when I knew I had something to work with here. We had a kind of a, a, a lighted vase with some flowers in it and it had lights in it. And I, I liked it. It was at the house. I liked it. It wasn't, you know, it was fine. And I brought it in and I set it down. And um, all of a sudden I went, wait a minute. I just, I just set it down. I mean, I just set it there because we were yeah. in. And I went, do you know, that's the exact center of my house. That, oh my that plant, you know, I, and it, it's still there. It, it worked. I have a chair around it and another little light around it. And, and my cat sits on it. And I thought, all right, okay, okay, okay. I get it. Here's a, a little conversation starting to happen. Cause I could have set that thing anywhere. Cause we exactly. weren't, we weren't positioning anything in any certain place. Cause we didn't know where things were going to go, but I put that there. Cause it just fit nice. There it was just fine. Set it there. Yeah. And it never has moved. That's so interesting. Isn't that interesting. That's yeah, no that, that's very interesting. That's no accident at all, I think. So, no, I don't think so either. So we're wrapping up, and I wanted to give people an opportunity to find you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have your own website. I'm uh, carolheider.com, right? Carolheider, not Carol with an E on the end. Carol yes, okay. I want people to be aware of that. Carol with an E, and yeah. Heider is H-Y-D-E-R.com. And... Um, I and just, I have a product page if you want to get any of the books. There. Oh my goodness. And I highly recommend the books are wonderful. I, I feel like um, um, very eye opening and it's a different perspective with our homes. And so yeah. I, I feel that that's really good. So we're wrapping it up. And I want to thank you very much, Carol, for being my very first guest on my very first podcast. Oh, Voice it's America. Such an honor. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that immensely. For any of you out there who are looking to find Carol, it's carolheider.com. And looking to find me, it's catherinedeanfengshui.com. And it's Catherine with a C. And so, Carol, I hope to um, continue on with with all of your wisdom. And, uh, um, you know, home will never be the same again. (laughs) It's exactly what happens. Yes. It it is never the same. Um, Sometimes it's like my husband will say, can't we just hang the picture? Yeah, I know. No, (laughs) No, we have to look for that. No, we have to, uh, we have to listen. Do I, do you have time for a a two second um, quote? Sure. I I think we do. Um, They're going to cut us off when we're done, but go for it. Yeah. This is a Mark Twain quote. It's in my book, Conversations with Your Home. Mark Twain, of course, we all know him, but he wrote, he was a journalist. He also wrote, and this is, he and his wife designed a house. Um, It was a custom house. And 
here's what he wrote about it. Okay. After they had moved in. Our house has a heart and a soul and eyes to see us with and approvals and deep solicitudes and deep sympathies. It is us and we are in its confidence and live in its grace and in the peace of its benediction. We never come home from an absence that its face does not light up and speak out its eloquent welcome and we cannot enter it unmoved. Lovely. Thank you so much, Carol. It's beautiful. Welcome. So welcome. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone. And um, I think that's it. Thanks for tuning in to The Feng Shui Way with Catherine Dean. We hope today's episode has helped you understand the importance of feng shui in everyday life. Until we talk again, enjoy your week as you welcome in peace, balance, and abundance.